You guys ready to talk about Marilyn Manson? Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Why not? Have you ever heard a Marilyn Manson song before? I have. I have. Do you like it? Some of the stuff, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I gotta say... It beautiful people? Something I do like love that. soft jazz, but, uh, I mean, Marilyn Manson has talent. Same, same. <laughs> but he's a provocateur. Which is cool. Yeah. And yeah. a big part of his thing, like, I mean, he's he's been so engaged in the legal system because of um i don't know what you would call it but mischief or like oh, vulgar yeah. displays there was something i read recently well, was he like, didn't bite the head off of a bat. he he settled yeah. and and you know, on a case where he um spit on a, one of his security guards who's bald spit on his head and then rubbed his genitals on top of the guy's head did like, it regrow hair so you know it he, works come up <laughs> i know it could be the solution right <laughs> better than rogaine <laughs> So, you know, he's just kind of like, uh, you know, a shock Was jock my hair standing thing. up again? Sorry. No. <laughs> this is a commercial for balding middle-aged men. <laughs> no. Um, Thank you, honey. This is uh, such an interesting case because it could be the next, um, you know, high-profile case going on. Because Marilyn Manson has now sued to have, well, one of his accusers, his main accuser and right. her partner. Right. And there's a lot going on in this case. And now he seems like he's been described as the villain in, in plain sight because of the way, like he, he hasn't, I have the audio book for a book that he wrote where a journalist basically went, I think a bit of an issue because almost every chapter is about some sort of domestic or sexual violence that he's committed allegedly against somebody, which he's confessing to. You know, you weren't here, but Joseph and I were talking about people who wrote rap lyrics where they confess to crimes. Hey, yeah. But at the same time, is he confessing or is he telling a story because... So let's frame for everybody who's viewing what's going on Marilyn Manson. How did this start? What are the allegations? And let's look at this because again, these are historical allegations that have come out, you know, more recently than at the time. I want to talk a little bit to relate it back to criminal law so people understand what historical allegations are, but just frame this for everybody to understand. What's the chronology here? What happened? And actually, this historical allegation thing plays an integral part in how this all went down. So right. his main accuser is an actress named Evan Rachel Wood, and she um, originally did not name him, but she uh, ended up with a, a partner who's, you know, he's alleging a partner in crime who created a thing called Phoenix. There's now a documentary, I, I like to call these mockumentaries, um, called Phoenix, Phoenix Rising, Rising, which is on HBO. Produced, incidentally, by the same producer who did the whole um, Woody Allen documentary yeah. where they made sure he had no chance to, to have input on it. Right. And uh, these are like just serious hit pieces. It's it's a trend that's horrendous. But um, so The power of that's amazing. This is called right? Phoenix yeah. Rising. And Evan Rachel Wood tells her <clears throat> story. And she also... This all started because she wanted to extend the statute of limitations. Right. So... Statute of limitations are, you know, laws that prevent, you know, that set out a time period in which you can start a suit or, you know, somebody can be accused of a crime to start the actual uh, prosecution. In uh, Canada, we, we don't actually have, except for a very limited number of criminal code offenses, statutes of limitations. Uh, so, you know, murder uh, or assault, you can be charged 
whenever. We've had 80-year-olds charged with things that happened back in, allegedly, back in 1970. 100%. How are they going to remember? They can't even remember what they ate for breakfast. How are they going to remember what they did back in 1970? All right. So in the States, as I understand it, a lot well, of... Some 80-year-olds are very together. I don't, I don't want to be accused of ageism or something like that. No, and I hope to God at 80 I will be, so... Yeah. Uh, anyway, in the States, uh, there are a lot of statute of limitations, a very short ones for a lot of criminal offenses. So in this case, um, it, the statute of limitations for uh, sexual assault, for claiming uh, sexual assault was one to three years. I don't know why there was a, a difference there. And uh, Ms. Wood managed to, you know, spearhead some movement that was trying to extend it to 10 years, which would be shocking in Canada because, of course, it can be, you know, it's indefinite here. 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah, so let's explain for a second. So if somebody wants to come forward with a historical allegation in, in, in Canada, historical means it didn't happen yesterday, it didn't happen last week, it happened, you know, longer. You can have allegations stemming back 30, 40 years. Yeah. So, so that means... 20 years later, 30 years later, 36 years later, then you come forward to the police and you say, I was sexually assaulted when I was 19, uh, back in uh, 1970, whatever, and uh, this is what happened, and I haven't been able to talk about it since, uh, but I want to press charges now because this was a violation of my, my bodily integrity, etc., and charges can be late. So you can go back... 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, they're historical allegations. And to be clear, there are a lot of legitimate reasons why people don't report 100%. things instantly. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. It can even take years for them to to work through their, their issues. There are people who have suffered in silence in all sorts of situations where they have not come forward with allegations because of many emotional, psychological, and other reasons. We're not saying that's good or bad. We're just saying it exists. And also, I would say that the, the, the more years it takes, the more degraded the evidence becomes. That's the issue. So is a historical allegation, because you, you raised this issue last night, Marcy, and it's good for our viewers who are not you know, trained in criminal law. You know, is a historical allegation inherently more problematic to bring forward? Yes. Yeah. Why? Well, and then I'm going to go into the timeline with Marilyn Manson. Yeah. It is certainly from the defense perspective because obviously the ability to, you know, to challenge the evidence becomes more and more difficult. It's a lot easier if it's more recent, you know, if the allegation is false. Um, it's a lot easier uh, often if you have contemporaneous evidence that you can marshal uh to undermine the complainant's case. Well, let's look at it differently. So from a prosecution standpoint, if somebody comes forward with an allegation relatively close to the time that it happened, they may have other evidence to rely on. Right. So let's say it's a sexual assault, you'd have a sexual assault kit, you may have disclosure witnesses, and you may have other evidence like video, in text and out of messages, a building, text messages, all that stuff. Yeah. Witnesses who haven't died. Right. In a historical <laughs> allegation going back 20, 30 years ago, uh, the evidence can degrade over time in the sense that memories are impacted and um, you don't have other witnesses or you don't have other evidence you can rely upon. So in that respect, for both the prosecution, it's more challenging. And for the defense, 
it can be challenging as well because you don't have that much to cross-examine on. Um, but that doesn't mean it's not legitimate. But frankly, we have to be cautious about historical allegations because there's memory issues. Well, there's and... a fairness issue, too, I, th yeah, I think, that, for the, the defendant. Factors in. Because, like, you might think, oh, that person kind of freaked me out a little bit. I'm going to preserve messages. And then after 10 years go by, you think, why am I still saving this shit? Right? So you can delete all the stuff that you had because you're thinking, oh, 10 years went by. As a defendant. Yeah. Right. Because sometimes people do actually, like, a breakup goes not well. And you're kind of thinking, and they might intimate, well, I could, I could do this to you. I could destroy your life. And you're thinking, okay, maybe I'm going to keep my messages. And you might keep them for, like, five, maybe 10 years. And then you go, yeah, I got a clean house. Right? So that's, that's an important point. So anybody who's been in a, in an acrimonious uh, end to a relationship, whether it's a marriage or, or a dating relationship, there may be things that are exchanged which are, uh, you know, you know, highly volatile, and you keep and those messages. And computers die, and phones die. Phones and get computers broken. die, phones die, and also you don't want to be reminded of this. Right, right. Yeah. There's an emotional, psychological, especially component. if it's an affair. You may say, like, <laughs> I don't want to remember this anymore. I'm done. It's over ten years. Let's get rid of it. So there is a, a, a you know, a degradation of evidence. And that's what should make it harder, regardless of, you know, the interest that complainants have to bring it forward. The longer it is for an allegation to come forward, the more difficult it should be for conviction. Because there is issues with respect to memory, recall, the ability to defend. There will be inherent inconsistencies and, and you've got know? to pay attention to what that. What do we know about memory? Every time you recall something from the past, it gets slightly altered. It overrides. Gets encoded differently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the interesting things about the legislation that the Phoenix pro uh, Project is what I want to call it. I, I can't remember what the bill was actually called. Um, but uh, this It's the Phoenix Act. The Phoenix Act. Um, they said that there should be a time limit, uh, but they put something into it. If you have like three other, yeah, at least three complainants, they were building something into it where you get a benefit from having multiple complainants. Well, and, and they did in this case. And this after this came, and out. this is so important because they manufactured complainants, provably. I would say, we'll leave it. At, well, in my probably, opinion, in my still, opinion, let's, still, let's just say nothing's been. Let's just say there were there were other people who came out. And there are concerns with the allegations. Okay. Okay? So what, what I'm saying is there's a particular person who's been online who actually I, I was interviewed with her because uh, I did a video about the accusations. And so uh, so I actually spoke with her directly. Her name's she goes by the name Greta. Where can Aurora. that video be found? Online. Uh, Greta Aurora interviewed me, Diana Davison. And I had previously done a video called Marilyn Manson is not your rapist based on my research of the Evan Rachel Woods accusations. Now, so just a disclaimer, me. this may not be the position or opinion of Newberger and Partners and the <laughs> yeah. podcast of Not On Record. Yeah. No, and it's like, this is stuff I did aside from the law firm. But uh, so I've actually spoken with her. She's delightful. And she had a sexual encounter with Marilyn Manson that uh, the people with the Phoenix Project you know, found out about. And she received... She's on record and she's actually in his lawsuit against Evan Rachel Wood, which there you know, exists. And we'll talk about that soon. Um, but uh, she's actually named as some evidence in, in this case because she was contacted and they said, we know you've been with him and can you fill out this checklist? Did he do these things, these, these things? And if the, any of those things happened, we'd like to talk to you. 
and she spoke to Evan Rachel Wood's partner. This is based on, she didn't personally tell me this, but this is out in the media now from other interviews she's done, that um, she was taunted to like engage with this project to script an accusation by saying, well, I can put you in touch with Evan directly, right? So they were soliciting, according to, to, to Greta Aurora, who I've spoken to personally, and I absolutely find her credible. She's very open. She's very forthright about what did or didn't happen and her you know, engagement and, and uh, things that, uh, you know, I think are quite brave for her to, to put out into the public about her own sexual life and so on. Um, because she, she's passionate about the truth. And this is one of the things, like, I don't know the truth about all accusations against we don't. him. We I don't. really don't. But but there's We're not some... here to defend or vilify anybody, period. No, yeah, and yeah. But it's an interesting... you can have one person falsely accusing you and still be guilty of something else. But this is a really good case analysis, even though it's a very public figure who's a celebrity and a great singer, and it, but it, it's very helpful to look at historical allegations. And a public villain by his own design. <laughs> Correct. But it's a good case study for us to bring back to how we have to carefully analyze and critically look at allegations that are historical. So let's just bring this into... so The timeline. So, yeah. So we know that there is a history here. And what we know is that the accuser, Evan Rachel, came out to say, I'm here to expose this dangerous man and call out many industries that have enabled him before he ruins more lives. And that was recent. And she alleges that when she was 18, <laughs> bless you, honey, bless you. and Manson was 36, the pair were briefly engaged in 2010. There was a number of um, Can I pause you abuses. for a moment? Because I've actually watched the most of part one of her documentary. When she's telling her story, there's animation where they portray her as a child. There's a an animation of her as a 13-year-old basic girl. Right, because the allegations go yeah. back with she her was not 13. She 25 was years. over 18. <laughs> right. And she alleges it goes back over 25 years. And, and, and the history of this goes back, you know, 1998 with allegations in the Chicago Reader and then, you know, other statements that came out afterward. And there were other people that once this one was exposed... Um, came out with allegations. For example, December 2001, assault, sexual assault, misconduct. Uh, Manson was charged with assault by a security guard. Yeah, it was a security guard. Oh, there's the, all, the date there's of all the sorts of shit that came out. Not when they actually said it. That's the date of the alleged No. Act. And then there's 2018 with Charlene Yee's allegations and all sorts of stuff. And here's the, here's the danger when you're a public uh, figure that when one person comes out with an allegation and makes it public in whatever form they want, you can have others jump on the band bandwagon. Right. Whether it's true or not, that's the danger you run. Social media, um, you know, all sorts of incentives to come out. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not, but we gotta critically analyze these things. And it's a great illustration of when we bring it back to our clients who are not, you know, popular individuals in, 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 uh, in art, yeah. or music or film comes out anyways you put out a press release well, and then comes out from like 10 15 it's, years it's, before it's yeah. funny you say that because i i do have a current client who was charged with a historical sex assault <clears throat> and because um, it's a small town it was eventually put in the newspaper right. and lo and behold uh some 
uh, other person came out and made uh, an allegation uh, that uh, when he was, uh, you know, when he was a bus driver, when he was her bus driver, I should say, he had done certain things. And the uh, story was simply fantastical. Uh, and the complainant had some mental health issues that were somewhat evident. Uh, and ultimately, the Crown just withdrew the charges mm -hmm. of those because they were just so fantastical that on its Meaning face... Meaning not believable. Yeah, right? It was just absolutely... Uh, and that, you know, this is this is not a famous person, but just having, uh, you know, a, announced in the newspaper that so-and-so was arrested for something that occurred 30 years ago, and if there are any other people... This is an important point. So one and, of the and, arguments and being made... Explain so everybody yeah. gets this. So one of the current arguments being made is that celebrities, high-profile people, they're speaking... We're going to speak truth to power. They're people of power... And they get away with everything because they're rich. Now, the reason that when you're a celebrity, they used to question things a little bit more is because you're high profile. You're this tall poppy syndrome, right? People can get more attention by going after somebody who's known, right? I'm going to accuse a bus driver. Well, not many people are going to pay attention. I'm going to accuse Keanu Reeves of shape-shifting. And this is a legitimate case that went in the court. Somebody claimed that Keanu Reeves shape-shifted to pretend to be her husband and impregnated her and then said that her child was Keanu Reeves' child. Okay, this well, is the stuff that, that celebrities have to deal with. Don't diss and John Wick. <laughs> God bless him, Keanu Reeves actually responded to this case and was, you know, and, and didn't make a big deal about it. And he was sympathetic to the fact that she had obviously a mental illness. He is illness. so elegant. <laughs> no, is. really, he is. He is. He, 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 like, so, he's got such an incredible so story. So when they say, in this case, and some so people elegant. are saying Marilyn Manson is getting away in plain sight with with uh, assaulting and demeaning women and doing all this stuff. Well, he demeans men. He rubbed his balls on a bald guy's head, right? It's not gendered violence. It's just showmanship, right? As far as I can tell. Who knows? Look, what we can't make a judgment call on that. Yeah, but that's... But it How could be showmanship, you know? it could be stupidity, know? whatever. But he's yeah. clearly, like, I mean, he got blamed for the Columbine murders. Yeah. Right? right. Well, that's where we get into absurdity. But again, we're talking about how celebrities can be exposed to allegations that may be outlandish. They're historical in nature. And we see this coming out now more and more. Look, you know, and some may be legitimate. I, I, and I'm not saying yes or no to legitimacy. We've got Kevin Spacey, an actor who I've always watched and enjoyed uh, his acting. He's a great actor. <laughs> Outstanding actor. And he is now on sexual charges. Um, he's formally charged with sexual offenses against three men in Britain. And uh, it dates back to March of 2005, August 2008, and April 2013. And they're now, the, vic the complainants are now in their 30s and 40s. So likely the And UK he's going to be prosecuted. Right. Sorry. And Same. It's a likely, very similar issue. It's still yeah, not going to take the, usual suspects off my favorite movies list. <laughs> no, but look, he's the a UK is likely like us. You know, they don't have a statute of limitations on criminal offenses. So that's not your chair this time. <laughs> no, I'll do this. Take one for the team. So you don't. D.
Yeah, just a little bit. Because <clears throat> I've still got a fair bit in there. Go ahead. No, but it, it's interesting how I think the phenomenon now is. Is this because of the Me Too movement to expose these people of power? Or is, you know... But we have to remember that celebrities are people of power, but they're also targeted extensively because of their the attention that you get from but, making an But why we're going through this is not so much to deal with them yeah. as to what does this mean for everybody else. What does this mean for the average person who's accused of an offense from 10, 15, 20 years ago? And how does this these types of high-profile cases result in injustice for them. That's really what we're trying to get across and and what I want people to understand. You know, and I do care about these cases. We do care. You know, Kevin Spacey deserves a fair trial and and it, and if he's innocent, he should be proven, you know, he should be found innocent. Um and we're not if it's guilty, you know, absolutely. But what does that mean for the everyday person who doesn't have millions of dollars? who gets accused of this because the trend now is to expose allegations from 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, and that people should be believed. No, well, I've, I've, I've got a case that's ongoing. <clears throat> the person is now uh, 75 years old. The allegations, you know, are over 40 years old. Say that again. In a little louder voice, so everybody gets it. Yeah. How old? He is. The allegations are over forty years old. Over forty years. They are allegations in which you know the neighbor child claims that he did uh, terrible things to her uh, at his home. Um, his wife is now deceased because she didn't live as long. The which is the key defense witness. Uh, to refute any sort of allegation. Uh, You know, and that's a serious, (laughs) a serious issue for the defense. And there's, you know, um, undoubtedly some people think, oh, well, the, uh, you know, what's to gain from some random person coming forward 40 years after uh, and that somehow imbues them with uh, a patina of uh, truthfulness. It's hard to refute. In a, you know, in I'm just totally distracted thinking, I wonder what Marilyn Manson's going to look like when he's 80. <laughs> I get totally but, you distracted. Know, but, but here's here's the issue. You know, you know, Marilyn Manson is given his persona is a target. Yeah. He puts him out. His, he puts himself out there in a provocative way. And that's part of his, his his shtick. That's part of who he is. That's part of his allure. That's part of his celebrity status. That's a part of his music and his everything. And fine. And we've got a fallout from that. Does this advance us? My concern here in raising this issue is not to decide on Marilyn Manson's case right now. We know nothing. We'll see how it... We don't know enough. It has I've done to a fair bit of research and I have some issues. You know, All right, go that, ahead. Now that I'm watching the With Phoenix. the disclaimer that we don't offer an opinion based upon our law firm, but go ahead. But, uh, you know, the, so Evan the Rachel Wood is saying... Been tested. There's a lot of interviews that she did because she was with him and then she left him and then she went back to him and then she left him and then she went back to him again and then she ended up with one of her previous boyfriends and a bunch of other stuff. So yeah, she was but, in a net. But, she but those politically correct people will say to you, in the meantime, that doesn't mean anything. In the meantime, 
she did many interviews. And in some of those interviews, she said, you'd be very surprised about how gentle he is or how great our relationship is. You, you would think that he's a certain kind of way. Right. And so then now she's claiming all the interviews she gave, all the public record of her statements in contemporaneous time frames are all because she was allegedly being forced to say those things. Okay? So I, you know, yeah, I'm gonna, I have, there are people who are following this case really closely online and, you know, and I admire the work they're doing. I've done my own research as well and I do research really fast. Yeah, yeah. And so this is why I did my video, Marilyn Manson's Not Your Rapist. It was specifically about Evan Rachel Woods and the evidence available to the public online. So here's one of the things about celebrities that helps them out is that things tend to be public about them, right? Their relationships 100%. tend to be public, although a lot of the, you know, TMZ things and Kevin you know, Spacey a lot was uh, was hidden. Well, that's a difference between heterosexual and gay relationships, I think. But and we'll, we won't get into that. Um, but his lawsuit is very interesting. So anybody who wants to see his lawsuit, you can go to his Instagram profile and he has a link to the lawsuit that you can actually click and, and read it yourself. Great. And it is very targeted. Very targeted. This is not... And interestingly, he I've was read it. he was mentioned in the Johnny Depp suit. They were trying to tar Johnny Depp by being associated with Marilyn Manson. Um, and then some people are saying this is going to be like the Johnny Depp trial, you know, times two or whatever when it comes when it comes up. But it's not just defamation. Defamation is a claim in his lawsuit, but it's the most minor claim. And it's a very it's not against um, Evan Rachel Wood. It's against the partner and a, and a comment that she made about something. <clears throat> so people can go Ms. and read this. Ms. Gore or something like that? Is that but it? it gets into fraud. Like there are FBI documents that are fraudulent and he's yeah. been swatted and there's email accounts that are supposed to be attributed to him that have been taken over or hacked in some way or, you know, I, I don't have the full details of it, but people should really go and look at his lawsuit against Evan Rachel Wood and her partner who goes by the name Ilma Gore and, uh, and it's available on an Instagram account. And, uh, and this is a very fascinating case, especially when you combine it with evidence that he has, that she has been contacting people, soliciting accusations and offering to help them script their accusations. Think about that for a moment. Again. More than a moment. Think about it because these are celebrities in a new era where you see the power of social media, the power, the power of an allegation. And then how does that translate down again to the clients of not a celebrity status, but who may be in a difficult divorce or a ending of a difficult relationship and the power of an accusation there? Because the trickle down is that these allegations are to be believed. And again, what we're talking about with Marilyn Manson, with Johnny Depp, with Kevin Spacey, is due process. With Woody Allen. I haven't studied that one for this episode, but okay. Well, I mentioned, like, because the same person doing this, this Phoenix Rising documentary. Dude, did the you just Woody gave Allen. me a left to the jaw. I, I, I didn't prepare for that one. But, like. Who's what? Woody Allen? Oh, for God. Stop. You're like, who's LinkedIn? Okay. Banned off of LinkedIn for telling the truth. But just focus for one second. All right. The trickle down is 
believe allegations. And what we're trying to get across as a theme throughout all of these episodes for people to believe and embrace and, and governments to embrace as policy is that we need a robust justice system. We need due process. We need not to have allegations made in a public social media or media forum just simply believed. Well, you asked, you asked me earlier about percentages, and I, and I was like, so yeah. people are going to, excuse my language, kill me if I, if I talk about the percentage of what I've personally seen on the cases I've worked on, which I haven't worked as long as you have, but... Are you saying I'm old? You're saying I'm old. Don't do it. No, I'm saying you've been a don't lawyer, and, and I'm not don't a lawyer, do and you've been in this system don't for a lot longer it. than I have. Don't do it. You look much younger. It's like how no, much I had your panache. Thirty um, years. So don't do it. Percentages. Don't do it. Sixty percent are provably false. <sighs> she did it. Provably false. More that of is. them are false. Are likely false. That's 60% of the cases I work Diana on here Davidson. are provably false. Not endorsed. We're not in, like, let's just say this. We're not social scientists. We have not made. There's no reliable data. Oh, here, you know what? Rigorous here, let's address this because this is, a, this is a good point. We do, we do specialize in people who are wrongly accused. We do wind up winning our cases. And why? Not because. Every one of them. Not because. We create some machinations that are wrong. We actually attack the evidence and win on the merits. So in our own anecdotal study, we have a high percentage of people who are wrongly accused. It's That's an anecdote. It. And we know going yes, into these anecdotal. cases. Because no. there's no real reliable information right. no or data how. on this. And that's where we are with, with, with the danger of all this. Now, I'll let you speak in a second. But let's just be careful about what we're talking about. <clears throat> these celebrities are subject to claims maybe true or false the trickle down is for the rest of us who could be accused it could be just death because if we go to the concept of believe and not due process and having these things tested those who cannot afford a multi-million dollar lawsuit get over i'm sorry honey i said i wouldn't swear but it's true they do yeah I, I just lost my train of thought now. <laughs> no. You wanted to oh, challenge yeah. me on the issue about, you know, really what's 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 false. Uh, not challenge you, but expand, I think. And, uh, you know... Th Very nicely said. <laughs> yeah, not challenge, because we're in total agreement about this. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> the, the problem is that, you know, this binary we've talked about before, this uh, yeah. believe or don't believe, um, there's always somewhere in the middle. And... Some people have access to um, to resources like Marilyn Manson, like Johnny Depp or whatever, where they can get justice for themselves. But people don't understand how easy it is to be convicted in light of clearly dubious evidence. Yes, and you're right. We always go in. We never, let's reverse this. We never go in thinking and, and you taught me this because some of these cases i'm just like there's no freaking way <laughs> and you're just like no they could actually be convicted and in the short time that i've been doing this i have seen cases of wrongful convictions where it's like you're going how the hell that happened and then not they here. lose their appeal in, in, in your in, in your non my nonprofit, and especially in alberta is a horrible province to be charged in 
But um, yeah, appeals, like you know, we've talked about before, they're not the same as a trial. You, you have to get it right the first time. Right. So, but, but, but we can never underestimate, no matter how. That was like a you know, random how kind weak of like you rambling. think the allegation is, just how real a conviction can occur. And so, yeah. when you look at these cases with Marilyn Manson and Johnny Depp and, and Kevin Spacey, we have to analyze them critically and allow a system to play out where there is a legitimate process to test and challenge the allegations. We need that. We cannot jump to conclusions based upon press releases, op-eds, or social media posts. So how can these cases with people like Marilyn Manson, who has the money to, to launch a, a suit, a lawsuit, yeah. not just defamation suit like Johnny Depp, and people like Johnny Depp, who has the money to sue Amber Heard in UK and US, how can this help other people? I think it can. Uh, I think it can bring I, attention to the uh, issues. I, I think the reason we're doing this and if anybody pays attention to this, is that it's an illustration of why we need the ability to litigate these issues. And it's not... We do an injustice, in my respectful opinion, to people who are really victims yeah. by promulgating the bullshit that's in the system. We believe we do an injustice to real victims. We do a real injustice to the justice system. We have to have a process, whether it is a lawsuit or a criminal trial. It needs to be properly done with adherence to rules of evidence and principles so that the right verdict at the end of the day is arrived at. That does justice to victims and to those who are falsely accused. That is something we need to hold tightly as a principle in true democratic societies. We need to protect reputations of people who are falsely accused, and we need to protect people who are vulnerable and who are really abused. Mm -hmm. This doesn't do justice to it. This harms the whole process and harms those who are really victimized. And it's, it's such an abomination, in my opinion, we've got to a point where we have to be careful and pull things back. And the illustration we have from Johnny Depp's case and from Amber Heard's testimony is that, you know what, people in a jury can look at her and assess her and go, this is bullshit. And I think, I think similar evidence is coming out in the Mar Marilyn Manson case. And, and it may very well I be. I can tell you that one of the things, when, when I spoke out against this hashtag and, you know, stuff, I just want to say one other thing. And as an artist, if you want to put yourself out there and create provocative, provocative music, provocative video, provocative um, machinations of how, you know, what scenarios you have. Because you're an artist. That's your art. Mm -hmm. That shouldn't subject you to false allegations. Right. But I, I do or want to make point you out, more likely to be found I want to, make you guys to be an abuser. I don't want to make you guys uncomfortable, but this is a, a reality. When I first started speaking out about, um, you know, feminist ideations about hashtag believe and so on, um, I got told on social media, I hope we get raped one day. Yeah, and, I got death threats. And the reality is, is that people who have actually gone through this tend to be the most emotional and the most impacted by false accusations. Because if you've actually been through that, the idea that somebody would lie about it is so offensive. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Like, subscribe. <laughs> yeah. On that note. This was heavy. Yeah. This was heavy. There's a deep... 
There's a deep message in this. And we're going to come back and look at the Marilyn Manson case. And I want to follow the Kevin Spacey case because that's going to be a criminal case in the UK. I want to follow to then emulate issues that are very important here in Canada. But the deep messages here critically analyze this and we need the system to stay in place. Until next time. Like, subscribe, subscribe share, hit notifications, and whatever. And you know what? Leave comments. Let's just keep doing what we're doing, guys. And ask us questions. Thank you for having you such a great yeah. team. Thank you for being else. such a great okay. team. Uh, Marcy, we love you. Max, yeah. great production. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Love you guys. Till next time. BH. I don't know what that means. Bukasham. Bukasham?